I wanted to, I thought about introing this episode with um, some kind of Halloween themed uh, thing or something and pretending that it was our Halloween episode mm-hmm. so we didn't actually get one. Because it was Halloween? Because it was Halloween. I was doing stuff. I assume you were doing stuff as well. Uh, not on actual Halloween. No, we were at the Halloween party the weekend before. <clears throat> and Halloween night, Robbie worked at the restaurant as the Joker. Nice. Yes. Did anybody trust the food that he served, or was it all... No, uh, and they shouldn't have, because he did poison it all. Um, With uh, Smilex? Yeah. Okay. Smilex, is that what it's called? (laughs) That's what I remember. Wasn't that what it was called in the the 90s Batman? I think they just called it Smiley. Was it Smiley? Yeah, they just... Smiley. And I think you're getting confused with Brand X. There was a Brand X, yeah. yeah. But... Maybe it was just Smiley, but the way that Jack Nicholson pronounces it made me think it was Smilex. Yeah. There's also like a lot of logic that was kind of, what, in that movie? We, so we, we kind of talked about that because I uh, started for whatever reason, maybe because of the costume and Halloween, we, we watched The Dark Knight yesterday. Uh-huh. And it made me think, uh, I thought it would be interesting and I... Don't think any there's there's never been an official telling of it, but I thought it'd be interesting to see a Joker origin story, uh-huh. uh, because I don't think there's ever been an official telling of it. And I tried to look it up, and right. the I was... best I could say is like maybe like a couple of people referenced it or you know mentioned like this is what happened or the Joker would say, but he was inconsistent in his stories of. How it happened and stuff yeah, like that. he's he's like the most unreliable narrator, right? Uh, so, but even I I think there's even a quote from either a show or the comic or something where he says something to the effect of, "If I have to have history, I'd prefer it to be multiple choice or something like that." Yeah, yeah, that was part of the thing when I was reading too that that yeah, he doesn't even necessarily know his own. Like, what he was before the Joker. Yeah. Um, but there were some that, like, actually, the the origin story that, that does, the only one that does exist that I know of is the one from the 90s movie where, and it is definitely based on the stuff that was referenced, that there was a criminal named Jack and that the Joker fell into a vat of chemicals and got the bleached white face and the green hair. Yeah. Yeah, the the one that is usually referenced the most and has, I think, the most media around it is the whole Red Hood origin, where there was a gang of people and they uh, d- different people would be under the guise of the Red Hood, and at one point this guy, whoever it was, was running around as that, and they broke into a chemical factory and. He fell into the chemicals and came out the Joker. Right. Like, that's what you see in... It's like, there's a DC movie about it called Under the Red Hood or something. And then there's uh, Origins, like Arkham Asylum, Arkham City Origins or whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. So that one is actually going to have a Joker. See, I, I thought it would be a lot more interesting to like just have the video game where you play as the Joker. But... Right. Wait, 
You were playing Arkham Origins, right? Yes. How far did you get? I finished it. Okay, so yeah, so you went through the whole Red Hood business there. Yeah, I guess, kind of. There was, I mean, there was a guy in a Red Hood, but it didn't really explain anything. But it has you walk through that whole sequence where you're on the catwalk, and then you get blown up and you fall into the pit or something like that. Right. Was that like whenever you're like talking to Harley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, definitely some. So there's inconsistencies with the '90s Batman origin because uh, somehow, just a couple of things. So somehow, like the Joker starts out as just some street thug, right? Because he's supposed to be the guy that kills Batman's parents. Yes. Right? And then... Have you ever danced in the, with the devil in the pale moonlight? Right. And right. then later he becomes, like, Jack Napier becomes this, like, you know, big mobster gangster guy. He's right? not big. Well, whatever. But he's he, he rises through the ranks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's, like, this he's, little management he's, gangster. He's his number one guy. Yeah. And, uh... So, this whole... So it seems like in that whole time span... He's been just a gangster, right? It's just like yeah. a thug. But then also they say he has a background in chemistry, which I don't understand, like, when he went out and got his, like, master's in chemistry, if he was just being a gangster that whole time. Well, he was, like, 30-ish in the flashback. So, like, he could have been, like, a dropout, like a college dropout, and he's like, in his thirties, he you know he got a degree or something, and, and just couldn't pay out the student loans. <clears throat> and into a life yeah, <clears throat> but that's my running theory. I don't. Yeah, it just it seemed like he was definitely younger than thirty in that flashback. Did it? Well, everybody looked old back then. So <laughs> in the nineties. <90s? laughs> It was in the 90s, but then, like, 20 years before that because, I mean, because Michael Keaton was, like, at least 30-something in that movie. He looked like he was, like, at least 35, if not older, in that movie. He was, like, 30-something when he did that movie where he, Gung-Ho, where he runs the Japanese car thing. Uh Uh-huh. Manufacturer. Right. It had to have been, like, 30-something there. Right, so. so, like, Michael Keaton looks like he's in the mid-30s, so then they flash back, which had to be 1970 Hazaza, at least, yeah. if not 1960 Hazaza, people looked, everybody looked old in 1960s-something. Like, the children looked like adults. Yeah. Uh, but, I think, I think he was a lot, and also that would have meant, like, the Joker, who was played by Jack Nicholson, would have to have been, like, pushing 50 or something. Did you see him? Because <laughs> uh, he... Jack Nicholson's old. I don't think he realized how old he is. He's freaking old. That's... Well, fine, but I'm just saying, like, he seems... That just seems too old for... Too old to start villainy? Yeah. Well, to start I, super villainy. <laughs> I, don't, I think you're pigeonholing... Jack Nicholson. I think he's crazy enough to be crazy. I think he's, I don't know. 
I don't think I think he could be a supervillain now, and he's like eighty something. But he'd be like one of those lunatic like super geniuses or something. Like he'd be like crazy hermit, the Howard Hughes kind of death machine Tesla kind of. That's how I imagine Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. just as a person now, like not even playing a character. I see that's to me it's a little bit more of a Christopher Walken quality. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Christopher Walken should have played Tesla. I think David Bowie was, like, a good choice. I think that was solid, but I think Christopher Walken. We've got Christopher Walken, Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) This machine makes clones. (laughs) You've been working on your voice. I have been. (laughs) It's pretty good. Uh, so anyway, that's the update from our not Halloween, uh, podcast, I guess. Yeah. But on the topic of Halloween, my John McClane went over really well. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah. Everybody knew I was John McClane. Uh, I didn't wear shoes in the office and, uh, yeah. How did you go to the bathroom? I put shoes on. Okay. I had, I had like some flip flops. So, <clears throat> but the flip flops had broken glass in them, right? So you yes stayed in character even then. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, people kept asking me if I had like bloody feet. I couldn't get the fake blood to stay on my feet. Hmm. It would just run off. It stayed. It stayed in the the tank top thing well enough, but skin just it would kind of stain it a little bit. So it, it just looked like. My feet were blushing or something, but it didn't look like. <laughs> what, look were like you blood. using like blood pellets or something? I was using the. I went to you know the annual uh, Halloween store, right? And the they spirit Halloween. Yeah, and they had uh, several different kinds of sprayable blood. Yeah, that's not. Gonna, uh, I would not use that. Like you're better off just getting some kind of makeup, and just painting, red. Makeup on your body. Yeah. Like, uh, in hindsight, I think there are much better ways to do foot blood, blood. foot blood or blood on skin. Uh, yeah. Well, for our, our Joker Holly, Harley costumes, we got some makeup, like the paint on makeup that they use for, like, face painting and stuff. Yeah. Uh, for, for total coverage, like the whole, like, whitewashing the face, not so great, but it was... Very easy to put on and wash off. Yeah. And so was was pretty pretty decent. You just paint it on like with a paintbrush and it's got like watercolor in your face. So it was pretty easy to get like the nice kind of clean lines because we went for more like the animated look. Yeah. Yeah, I um I looked a little bit at that because I wanted to do like I wanted to do grime to make my uh torso and shirt grimy. And uh, I ended up just going with shoe polish. I had some, I got some black shoe polish. Mm-hmm. I got some brown as well, some like dark brown that I had uh, to do like the more like more dried, crusty blood. But then for just like the regular like um, ventilation shaft, like crawling around in grime, I used the shoe polish and just kind of like took a sock, rubbed it in the shoe polish, just like rubbed that on my body, and then. Uh, so I tried to dye my hair. I tried to use hair dye. 
but that didn't work. My hair went like one shade darker, and I got like the darkest hair dye I could find. <laughs> and uh, and so I put in. Um, so then, so then I was like, well, I wonder if the shoe polish would work. And the shoe polish totally worked. Like, it made it. I had like kind of a matte-looking hair uh, color, but it was like very black, and it didn't run, and it didn't like. It wasn't like the crap spray-on hair color. It was like a pretty convincing, like black. Nice. So, yeah, Robbie. Robbie was very hardcore about the Joker hair. Like, grew it out for the entire year, and then bleached it, and then dyed it green. And so he still has a little bit of green in his hair right now. He shaved it off, you know, like down really short. Yeah, but there's still a little bit of green on the on the tips. <laughs> So now he just looks like a punk. Yeah, it's kind of funny looking right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was Halloween. But um, so you finished the Batman Origins, then? Yes, I finished the game. Uh, well, I, I finished as much as I was willing to do. I played through the story stuff. Right. I didn't do all the missions and everything. Like, all the side stuff. Yeah, the side stuff's pretty weak in that one. Well, it's... Okay, I did... I did do some of them. Like, I did the... I did the Riddler stuff, because... The not Riddler. You did yes. The, you did the Enigma. It's still Riddler trophies. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. Call it a chicken. It's still a duck. Yes. No, no. No? I think you're thinking of the... If it looks like a duck and tastes like a duck, it, it's probably a duck. It tastes like a duck. Yeah. Is that what it is? Tastes like a duck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it looks like a duck and tastes like a duck, and it's a Chinese restaurant. It's cat. Oh. <laughs> I don't even feel bad for that cat. I just <laughs> feel bad for the people eating cat. <laughs> uh, the, uh... Yeah, it was just... I, I don't know. I was... It was definitely my least favorite of those Batman games. I really liked the other two Batman games, but that one was just kind of like, uh, yeah. I liked this when it was called Arkham City. It's kind of how I felt about it. Yeah. But then they did stuff that actually made the game worse. Like somehow it was a buggier game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always I like very frequently would get into this weird bat flap mode where I was kind of gliding, but then my cape was just flapping up and down, and I was sort of magically like hovering and moving at one mile an hour in the air oh i would get into a mode where i would keep doing somersaults or something like i would i wouldn't actually like fly out into my glide animation i would just keep like somersaulting as i was trying to glide so you just keep going like and then i'd hit the ground and i couldn't stop it until i hit the ground yeah i i just got in this weird like non-glide it was like it was kind of like if batman was trying to swim in the air but kicking and swimming as though he were a mermaid. And it was like that weird sort of like uh. his back legs are just kind of flapping and his and his cape is doing this weird just up-down flap. Hmm. It's really strange. Um, <clears throat> what did you think about them uh, bringing the Joker back and having him be the main villain? I think it was fine. I mean, they... Chronologically, it was before everything else, so 
guess whatever. It was it wasn't a very good story. Right. Like I didn't think the whole this is the first time you've met the Joker and like why he gets so obsessed with Batman, like I thought all of that was kind of pretty poorly done. Yeah, I was super disappointed in everything about that. Because the way that the initial release, like, trailer, you know, focused on, it's the black mask and you have these seven assassins after you. Like, he black mask wants Batman dead and he sent these, like, hired goons to come kill you. And then all of that just takes a backseat. Mm-hmm. And primarily because... He, they say he'd killed Black Mask. Which is weird because Black Mask is in Arkham City. But, uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's like, there was a, they, they, that, like, that seemed like a promising story to me. Like, you have this, in, in this scenario to, like, actually get all of these villains together with the common goal of killing you. And I thought it was going to be more like, you know, you're early on and, but now you've like raised so much of, uh, attention to yourself that, uh, you're kind of like, you're, you're on the run or something, you know, Mm -hmm. and throughout the city. And then it was nothing like that. And all, all of the, Assassin stuff got sidelined to, um, like, side missions. Yeah, they were just kind of like these optional side missions. Yeah, there's only, like, two or three that you actually had to do. Yeah, and it's like that, like, you had to do the Deathstroke thing. And you had to do... And you had to do Bane. And Firefly. Yeah. So that's, like, less than half. Well, and then there was, there was the Electrocutioner. You had to do that one, but that one was done in, like, one click. Right, that one was just kind of a joke, but uh yeah, it I I re, I was really disappointed that they went back to the to the well on Joker and that they just got him to to be the villain again because he's they had they couldn't actually follow through on an interesting different story. They had to just go with the Joker and then I don't know. <clears throat> I was disappointed. And then their execution of that story was just, like, total crap. Yeah. But, yeah. It really kind of... It it made it... There was a lot of stuff that made it obvious that it wasn't Rocksteady doing the work. Also, I, I think it was kind of like... They kind of episode one, the technology, because I feel like he had better tech, like, better detective tech in this game than he did in some of the other ones. Oh, right, with the whole, like, like, rewind the crime scene stuff? Yeah, it was kind of cool because there was an interesting, like, break from some of the other stuff to, to do that detective bit, but it seemed really odd that, that yes, like, starting out Batman had, like, way cooler detective stuff than the Batman in the other two movies. Well, the two games were... Well, I think the, the that stuff was a little more interesting than some of the other stuff they'd done. And I agree that it feels like a retcon of tech in the game's chrono- chronolo- chronology. 
it also I'm I also feel like it diminishes Batman's role as a detective. What because the computer's doing all the work? Yeah. Cuz he's not really thinking uh he it, it makes it, so, it seem like he doesn't have to think. Well, but the, here's the problem with playing I guess, but it's just it's hard to do something like that in a video game because basically and it doesn't really matter who you are as a human. You are not as smart as Batman, right? Like, right. You you can't like play in a video game a person who is smarter than you are, right? Yeah. Because, well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole trick is you have to make the player feel smart. Uh. And yeah, most games don't do a very good job. Like, there's, like, Sherlock Holmes games and stuff, and it's like, you're never actually really doing the legwork of being a detective. Because yeah, like, a, a Sherlock Holmes game might actually be interesting if you played as Watson. That might be a better way to do something like that, because then you're not the one that has to be the, the genius. Yeah, yeah. So, and, so, it, this is interesting, because I tried to make a detective game once, and... I essentially put you in the John Watson role and made a computer be the Sherlock. And you would like pick up clues and then the Sherlock in your head would decipher and like make deductions and stuff based on the evidence you were collecting. So you like, but you were, you know, you would aid and like the collection and like piecing stuff together but anyway was it like that game heavy rain that was one of the that i did play that and that was one of my inspirations was the game heavy because that was my favorite part of that game was but hopefully it wasn't like now let me like configure my hands into this withered claw in order to like walk up i gotta walk up this i gotta walk up this muddy hill so I've got to hold down seven buttons and tap another one and then alternate which one I'm holding down. And now if I can just get my teeth to bite down on that last button and then my tongue to waggle the left axis. Okay, there we go. I got up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little more straightforward than that. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as David Cage. Uh, there were There were parts of that game where I just like, where you're supposed to play, I guess, and I just put the controller down and just let the game happen to see if I could make myself fail, and I couldn't. Yeah, that game doesn't have a fail state. <laughs> it just keeps on going, regardless of what you do. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could, like, not save your son from dying, possibly. I don't... I don't remember. I don't know. I remember Origami and Rain. Those are big parts of that game, yeah. Okay, good. That's actually... You could assume that that was part of the game just by looking at the cover art. And title? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of Batman, I've been playing Shadow of Mordor. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is related to Batman? It plays a lot like Batman. Okay, like the controls and stuff? Yeah, the controls and the fighting and stuff. There's a feat, you know, some games have tried to ape the Batman combat system because it was a really successful and fun, like, third-person action combat 
mm-hmm. and Shadow of Mordor apes it in the best way so far. Like it's the best not Batman that I've played. Uh, it's got really good animations. Like all the fight, there's a lot. There's a there's a wide variety of quality animations for like all of your sword fighting stuff, like counters and attacks and different moves and stuff. Fighting a large crowd of orcs is very satisfying. And it's pretty easy to do and not get super overwhelmed while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But it all looks like it's very fluid. Like there's very few. There's like the occasional late counter. Like if I hit counter like right at the end of the window while I'm already like moving to hit another guy, then it'll kind of pop into the counter move. But by and large, like all of the stuff just connects really well. And so like, you'll, you know, block somebody and then go for like an execution move. And you'll just like transition from blocking this one orc sword to grabbing the another orc and just like pushing him down on your sword on the ground or something or chopping his head off. It's also a very gruesome game, much like mm-hmm. the movies. It's like very like you can get done with a fight and there's just bodies and heads and stuff like <laughs> littering the ground. So <laughs> So I honestly I I don't really like the Batman fighting that much. But I I don't know, maybe it's because I don't like the I have to hit the counterattack button stuff. I I prefer like I guess I prefer kind of like some of the Devil May Cry fighting horror fighting groups or some of the other action games like that, like where I don't have to hit like specific controls at specific times in order to keep the combo going. Like I prefer to just be able to I mean, walk with my body over here and it doesn't suddenly cancel my combos and I can still keep hitting guys. In Devil May Cry, there's some like pretty serious block and counter timing stuff in those games. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm think I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of other like other uh, actiony games. Maybe like, like God of War. God maybe, of War that you just kind of dodge or something. Yeah, like God of War, Heavenly Sword, or something. We just kind of roll out of the way, and you just keep slashing, and you can do like big sweeping slashes to hit like three guys at once. Yeah, um, stuff like that. Like. I guess, like, that's something, like, Batman, it's always, like, so very single target. Like, I can only be hitting this guy right now, and now I go over and I can hit this guy a little bit. And, uh, I, yeah, I just prefer, like, just make a big whoosh with the sword and three guys fall down. And I mean, with Batman, you've got a bunch of moves that can do crowd control stuff. Like, if you start doing any of your, like, quick action, like, gadgets things, like, you'll do, like, a large, uh, like, like just really big crowd control moves. Especially if you get, like, in Arkham City, they added the uh, the power-up versions. So if you get your, your hit combo up, like, into... Uh, I guess it depends on what upgrades you take, but if you get it to where you're, you go into, like, focus mode, where everything kind of slows down a little bit, you can do, like... The quick fire like freeze grenade or the quick fire like a uh, uh, shock uh, thingamajig. I forget what they call it, but uh, and it'll just like shoot hit out throw out a huge like AOE 
like freeze grenade or something. Yeah, I never really used any of those moves. Well, see, that's your fault. Because <laughs> those moves are awesome. <laughs> I don't want to use that. I just want to hit stuff, I guess. I don't know. But, I mean, you're hitting a lot of people. I don't know. I, I don't think I ever got those to work right. I had no idea how you're supposed to make those work. It's just like a double tap the like the left trigger or something. Yeah. But uh yeah, so uh like the fighting's fun. Um that's mostly what I'm doing right now is just kind of running around uh killing a bunch of orcs. Uh and then uh there's like this whole um war chief system where they have like a rankings of war chiefs in the army of Sauron. And that's where things get interesting. Cause that's when they start like generating characters as like, um, kind of like boss fights, but they, they, they like spawn, uh, they like a, an orc with a, like a, uh, like an armor set that I've seen like maybe one repeat on the armor set so far. And, uh, and then they spawn them with, they all have like custom names and sometimes the names are like related to, um, battle injuries and stuff that they've sustained from you. So like there was one guy that like Steve, the eye gouged. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Only they don't name him Steve. It's like glug glug or something. So, uh, you know, you'll, you'll find a guy and it'll be like, like muckluck the hairy or something. And then because you wove a bunch of, you, you put a big hair weave on him and yeah, this is injury. Uh, <laughs> but so they'll have these guys and you can, if they, if they, uh, if you get into a fight with them and they escape, then they'll, um, They'll rank up. Or if you get into a fight with them and you die, but they don't kill you. That's another thing. It's like... Did you say you die, but they don't kill you? Yeah. Like, if you get killed by a random other orc, that other orc could get a promotion. <laughs> and so he'll become a war chief. So, so, and then he'll get, like, a special nickname or whatever. And then that other war chief that was part of the fight, but didn't lose to you, he'll get an upgrade as well. And so they'll, like, level up because they kill you. Um, but then you're dead, so I don't... But you can't die because you're a ghost, kind of. Oh. And yeah. so you'll, like, be, you'll resurrect at one of these uh, resurrection points. And and your reward is that now you have two bosses to fight in that fight because you, were, you, weren't, you weren't good enough to beat them the first time, but now there's two bosses instead of one. Well, they move around. Like, they move around the map. Okay. Uh... Like, so far, it's all just one big open map. Like, I haven't found any kind of, like, special special dungeon, but I'm also, like, nowhere in the story at all. So, um, yeah, they move around, and, uh, like, killing you levels them up and sometimes, like, ranks them up to a, to a higher position in the hierarchy. So that all, all that stuff's pretty neat. And what I ran across uh, last night was, this, was they... Uh, like you have, if you have friends who have played the game on like PlayStation Network or something, I'm playing this on the PS4. Um, you'll see uh, 
you'll see war chiefs that have killed your friends pop up in your game. So I saw uh, one that killed a friend of mine, and it was like Talk Rock the One-Eyed or something. And it said that he had killed my friend like once before. And I can go and like get vengeance. And that stuff's pretty neat. Do you get to like send it here to your friend so that they? Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> um. So, um. Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. It's a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good not Batman. Uh, it's probably like one of the best Lord of the Rings games. <clears throat> well, that's that's probably not too hard to a, a goal to make because a lot of those have just been really crappy. But... That's what I hear. I haven't played almost any of them. There was one, like, top-down RPG thing that we had. <laughs> that, one was, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, just running around in the woods and running into Gandalf or something, and he joined my party, I think. Well, there was the, um, the adventure-style beat-em-up kind of one that was... Like when the when the movies first came out, that oh, this was like way before the movies even existed. I know, I know that one was. Yeah, uh, that was like that was based on the the novels or something, and <laughs> the books or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that crap. But then there was that one that was one that was based on the movie. It was like kind of an adventure beat 'em up sort of game. But that sounds familiar. Yeah, it just but it was just I don't know. It was, it was back in the time of like everybody made a like third person action beat 'em up game that none of them were really very good. Well, this is a third person action beat 'em up that works. Okay. Well, that's good. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Fun game. Um uh, yeah, speaking to speaking of Tolkien themed video games, uh <laughs> We're really good at segues tonight. <laughs> no, well, I start I, like I finally, finally started to play Dragon Age. Yeah, um, which Dragon Age Origins, because Dragon Age Inquisition just came out recently, or is right? Out. Yes, yeah. Now that now that the third one has come out, I decided to start this series. Yeah, uh, it's so. like TV shows. You don't want to start too early. You wanted them to get a yeah. few seasons done so that you have some something to like gorge yourself on. Yeah, you got a little buffer. So I, yeah, I can I can just I can just binge play through all of them now if I want to. Yeah, here uh 2 is pretty crap. I haven't played it, so I don't know. I've also <laughs> been very much discouraged from playing it. Fair enough. Anyway, I'm playing the first one, which is pretty fun. Uh I it 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 definitely is a lot like the other Bioware games like uh like the Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. Um but I I actually really enjoy the fact that there are some har- some fights that seem like they should just really be too hard for me to win, but then if I can do enough ridiculous shenanigans, I win in spite of that. <laughs> <laughs> and by shenanigans you mean just doing dumb dumb things well like doing odd things maybe not necess- they're clearly not dumb because that's the things that allow me to win 
they're dumb in the sense that nobody in their right mind should like be doing this in a fighting scenario. Maybe. <laughs> Some people probably should do this in a fighting. Some of the things I do in a fighting scenario. But, uh, well, like an example is there's, uh, there's, you know, it, it's kind of broken up into levels because there's certain like areas of the map and there's like a storyline that happens at each one. And so one of them is this area that has inhabited by elves and by werewolves. And basically it just kind of, there's a point where it comes that you can side with the elves or side with the werewolves. And depending on which group you side with, they will join you in a fight against the other guy, against the other group. And me preferring to be able to get all of the things and, and whatnot, choose the option to kill both of them. <laughs> but the way that that works out is you have to fight one, one of the groups with help from the other side and then fight the second group on your own. And you actually just get like two back-to-back boss fights in a row, which is kind of rough because, you know, if you're like half half dead and, you know, run through a lot of your potions after the first fight, then you're like extra screwed to have to deal with the second one. And you don't have anybody helping you on top of that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, there's plenty of shenanigans you can do. So like, for instance, what I did in that game was... All of my guys, except for one, died, which is fine because they all come back when you seam transition and start the next, before you start the next fight. But all of them died except for one, and then it was just one guy I had left alive, and the boss of of the werewolf faction and the boss of the elf faction, and it's just the three of us left fighting. And the best solution for me to actually beat this level so that I didn't have to like have another super hard fight after this cutscene and start the next one was to basically let the guy that was helping me die and then finish off the, the other boss. <laughs> because then when the scene transition happened and everybody stood up to start the next fight, he was at about like a, you know, a speck of hit points and I could just flap him with a sword and he was down and then I just had to deal with his minions. <laughs> but I killed everybody and got all the stuff and it was awesome <laughs> but the only way to get the, the I like that tactic though it's just, yeah man you got him you got him you got him oh you're dead well I'll finish him off alright well yeah it was great too it's like and the only way to really get that to happen was I basically had to let my whole team die because Without that, I didn't have, like, everybody else was too aggressive and drew the boss's attention too much for the boss to go kill him. And so, and so the only person that stayed loud was my mage, who was also kind of the, the fight, you know, stand back and fight and not, not really get in the fray very much. And it was just kind of a matter of, he cast an attack spell on the monster, and that made those two fight, and I just kind of like, no, I'm not going to help you right now. <laughs> <laughs> just tag me in whenever you want, dude. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm so about to help. I'm totally going to, oh, you still have too many hit points. I can't help you yet. I can't help you yet. Let me help you until, <laughs> then it's like, you know, he's almost dead, but the other monster has too many hit points for me to take on my own. So let me help you a little bit. 
oh, nope, can't, can't, can't get well-being. And you just kind of have to make sure that, like, the one dies before the other, and then it's fine. Ugh. But, yes, and then there's other times where, you know, I get into a fight, and it's, like, two guys that are really strong, and so I'll get my, my fast little rogue to, like, poke at one of the big guys and then just run around screaming in a circle while he gets ineffectually chased. Yeah. <laughs> Long enough for the other bad guy to die, and then everybody can gang up on the second one. And I think that stuff is fun, and I love it because I also just love the idea of like a little dwarf running around in circles screaming while a giant monster with a two-handed sword chases after him. And then, when, and then whenever I'm finally ready to actually confront him, I stun him, and everyone destroys him. Yeah. So. Uh... I ended up doing that kind of crap a lot too because like just just because apparently like equipping my characters with all of the best stuff I can find or buy and leveling them up and giving them like very like specific stat and magic and whatever upgrades uh is not enough to just do to just like play the game and have it like play in a sensical way like i can't just use the mechanics as they're presented i have to do like bogus stuff like <laughs> have set everybody to ranged attacks have my tank like run up and just bat a guy in the face to get his attention and then run around with him <laughs> as like everybody else is like firing their range stuff at him and then until they do enough damage that the guy who's chasing me is like oh, maybe I should get one of these guys who's killing me all this time. And then I'm like, no, 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 smack him in the face again. You're supposed to be chasing me. And then, like, start running around some more. I think that's great. I don't know what the problem is. I think that's dumb. It's like, a, it's just, it feels really dumb. It feels like a dumb way to have to play the game. I feel like you've never played, like, a traditional D&D campaign because, to me, that feels exactly like what happens in those. I've played... I haven't played, like, specifically D&D, &D, mm -hmm. but I've played, like, several pen and paper, like, RPG campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I've never done that. Well, you're obviously not having as good a time as the rest of us. No, I'm having a great time, because we're doing, <laughs> like, we're certainly doing other things. Like the, So I was, I was playing a Star Wars pen and paper game, and because uh, they came up with a new one, and uh, it doesn't even use... It, does, it uses, like proprietary dice which is weird so uh anyway i was i was trying to play as a rogue a rogue twi'lek and um uh we we were following this guy we were tailing this guy and then we shoot him um because he realizes i was telling him because while i'm a rogue i never roll well enough like to to do roguish things like, no matter what my, like, stealth or charisma is, like, it's always just, like, like, under, like, how much I actually need to roll to be effective. So, um, so he sees us, we get into a fight, and I kill this guy, but he's going to this hideout. And so I'm like, okay, I'm talking to the DM. I'm like, all right, so here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to prop this guy up at the door like he's still alive, and I'm going to open the door, and I'm going to try to, like, puppeteer him so that people think that I'm actually this guy 
So you're weakened at Bernie's the guy. I'm like trying to weaken at Bernie's the guy into the door. And and so I roll and it's like it's effective. Like it actually works. <laughs> the one time that you get the, the roll yeah. that you need. So to like I weaken at Bernie's this guy for a little bit, but I have to convince like four people inside this base because they all have to do a skill check against my ruse. And and so I get like three out of four of them, and the fourth guy's like I don't know about that. And then I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> so we just like just dump the guy in the floor and like rush in and like start shooting the place up. So that's how, that's generally how I play mm-hmm. D&D style games. So I try to think. Like I recently started playing, I think it's called Badlands or something. Um, but it's this like, like, uh, like Cthulhu noir sort of setting. So it's like a 1930s gangster setting with with like Cthulhu old ones and those kinds of like that sort of like HP Lovecraft sort of swing to it. I assume you play as like a flapper female and hey there big boy, what you doing? And you like swinging your purse around as you as you talk to the Cthulhu monster. Um no. That's unfortunate. But flappers were also a 20s thing, so... Well, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm... Uh, then you're like the cigar cigarette girl who, like, flips over to, to you know, whenever, like, the speakeasy raid happens. And so I have the poker chips on one side, and then I flip it over, and it's, and it's just, just like bubblegum. Yeah, exactly. Bubblegum. Bubble um, it's the very legal cigarettes and cigars. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the 30s. Yeah. Cigars for your health? Hmm? Hmm? Yes. <laughs> Have these doctor recommended cigarettes? Vitamin D cigars. Yeah. <laughs> They've got menthol. It's good for your teeth. <laughs> um, no, I play as a uh, kind of a kind of a kind of a basically gambit. I basically play as gambit because uh, I'm kind of a gambler. Uh, you throw cards at people? I throw dice. Like, that's my thing, is uh, I throw, like, magically charged dice that have the possibility to explode. Is it based on whatever number they land on whenever they hit the ground? And so then you're actually rolling dice as you're dice throwing? I do roll dice to throw dice. Uh But, no, it's not like, it's not so meta in that, like, the guy has to roll the dice on the ground and then they shoot up at the person's face and, like... Natural 20. <laughs> yeah, see, that's like the superhero that I want to be is like some like comic book obsessed nerd superhero uh-huh. who only has super strength if he makes good rolls with dice in real life. And so he's like, let me try to punch you. And he rolls. And if he gets a 20, then he'll like punch the guy into space. Like he's about to get mugged and he's just like, ah, roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then the guy's like about to punch him, but then it's just like, oh, why can't I move? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. I assume he talks like the biggest nerd ever. <laughs> ah, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what has happened in the news lately? I got, um, BlizzCon, BlizzCon happened, mm-hmm. and um, 
they uh, are making. They're actually making a new game, mm-hmm. um, like not just a sequel, yes. or and not just an MMO based on a previous franchise or a MOBA based on all of their previous franchises. <laughs> right, um, a MOBA that just Smash Brothers. This is like all of their existing characters, including a siege tank. <laughs> well, did, was it all of them? Did they have a Lost Viking in there? They are ha- adding Lost Vikings. To, of course. To, yeah. Okay. They Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was one of the things they said, too, was they're adding Lost Vikings. Right. Um, so what was the uh, what was the game again? Overwatch. Right. And so I saw the video for it, like the, I guess the trailer C- or the something. The CG video or the gameplay video? I saw both of them. Yeah. The CG video made me want to watch a Pixar movie that had that kind of theme to it. Yeah. Uh, like, it was basically like, oh, I, yeah, I would like to watch The Incredibles again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so something like that, yes. But except, like, The Incredibles, where one of them is, like, a giant talking gorilla, which makes it even cooler. Yeah. The Gorillables. <laughs> I don't know what that is. No. I'm just... I'm out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, well, and I watched the gameplay, and it seemed kind of like, uh, it seemed kind of like a Team Fortress 2 with, like, cooler powers and stuff, where the classes are, like, really a lot more differentiated, and mm-hmm. there's kind of two factions to the to the thing, and, every like, both factions have a unique set of classes, and... I didn't get the two factions thing from that video. I got that there were very specifically two factions because there was like the good guys. It was like the gorilla and the teleporting girl and the uh-huh. healer angel. And then there was the bad guys. It was like the evil sniper lady and the reaper death guy and the, the angry dwarf and the... Was the angry dwarf a bad guy? Yeah. He was a bad guy and the robot, like the scary robot was a bad guy. Yeah. Which scary robot? The one that was just a robot. I thought there was only one that was a robot. The one that turns into a turret? Yeah. Because I think there's also, like, the floating zen kind of uh, like tai chi monk Yeah, like, robot. That, that was, like, yeah, that was a good guy. And okay. then there was, like, the, that, this, but, and yeah. I could be totally wrong, but this is what I got out of it. And then, like, the speaks in haikus, shoots with a bow and arrow was a good guy. I don't think he spoke in haiku. Well, whatever. You're thinking of Zero. Maybe, but he seemed kind of like that. He always spoke in some kind of fortune cookie talk. That's just, that's just because he had a bad Asian accent. Fine. <laughs> I'm still saying everything he said sounded like a fortune cookie. Yeah, that's Whatever. racist. But okay. It's not racist. It's fucking true. <laughs> and maybe it's racist because the voice is racist. The voice is kind of racist. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like a, I mean, it's not like, me frappa dicky long time like it's not like that but it's but it's, <laughs> but, it, no, but it was but it was more like it was more like he's finally you know with somebody is like he with head in pocket all day feel cocky all day or something like that you know it was that right. kind of that's what it sounded like when i got it and then there was like the chick that like summons teleporters and uh-huh. summons drones see she was like the good engineer and the dwarf was the bad engineer okay that's again is 
is what I took away from it. Uh, so I thought there was like a pretty clear good guy, bad guy. The only good guy, bad guy thing I got was from the CG trailer. Um, <laughs> I, again, for me, it was like there's people in bright primary colors and people in dark black and purple. And yeah, like, I'm, there were a lot of like people in white, <clears throat> but then there was also a bunch of <clears throat> people and uh, there were a lot of people in white, but there were also a lot of just kind of a mixed there, there seemed like just a kind of a mixed bag to me. I don't know. I, I, don't I know. there was a bunch so like outside of the stuff people featured in the trailer, I didn't know that there were people on different sides. Okay. Well it felt like that to me when I saw the gameplay thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It it looks pretty cool. Like definitely like very, you know, blizzard polished, very cool looking effects and stuff. Um Seeing that stuff makes me, like, they they always definitely have very high quality stuff when they come out, and it makes me wish that they would make games that I liked. Yeah. I And it's, <laughs> I don't like... That's how I felt for years. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't really like to play RTSs, and I don't like, I don't like WoW as an MMO, I mean... I don't like most MMOs. Yeah, but you play the crap out of Diablo 2. Yes, and I did not... And and I was really excited for Diablo 3 because it was like, ah, finally, Blizzard's making a a game that's the type that I like again. And then I really did not like Diablo 3. I would have preferred to just play Diablo 2 again, I think. Yeah. Um, It was just... Yeah, I just didn't like it. But... I think it, in general, a lot of people didn't like it. So, so yeah, Overwatch. Uh, yeah, I agree. It looks like a, a lot like TF2, like a class-based shooter. It's pretty mm-hmm. much, but with more somehow more character. Like TF2 had a lot of character, mm-hmm. uh, and but this one has yeah, just a larger variety of of that. Right. And- I mean, and it, again, it looks cool. The abilities look neat and stuff, but yeah. I just, I don't like that kind of gameplay. I don't like arena, I don't like arena deathmatch stuff. And I'd rather have like a really fun single player game where right. I'm playing that girl that just teleports all over the place all crazy and just have that than. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause, and, and from what I've seen in um, interviews and stuff, it seems like this game is a is the remains of that Titan MMO that they canceled. Like they so that thing they've been working on for like 7 years, maybe more. But uh yeah, and so they ended up canceling that or publicly canceling it like 2 months ago or something. And then they reveal this thing and it's essentially like one of their PvP modes that they had. So theoretically, they, they could have had, like, just, you know, dozens of other characters that they wanted to put in or something, but, you know, there's, like, this 12 to 15 or something that they've got in this game that they wanted to show, and, like... Yeah, I mean, to me, that's, like, why everything looks so polished and nice and everything is because... 
it's a really old game at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they've already spent a lot of time working on it. Yeah, I think they've just got a ton of work already in it. And it's of, of course, it's like, what do you do with that game? Well, you don't want to just throw it in the throw it all in the garbage. You salvage what you can and pick out the you scrape the cream off the top and try to sell that. You know. Hmm. So. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem... I mean, how long did you say they canceled it? Two months ago. If that's the case, then they must have actually canceled it a long time before that. And No, no. Like, that's when they publicly announced that it was done. Like, that they weren't working on it anymore. Okay. And I, that makes a lot of sense to, to, like, go into this conference and have people not expecting you to say what that seven-year-old MMO is, mm-hmm. you know. Instead, it's like, oh, here's this other thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just doesn't seem like that would... I don't know. This seems like it's already was geared towards what it is, but maybe I, I guess I could be wrong, but this doesn't seem like that was something that was done in two months, but... Or no, no, it's done, certainly... They, maybe they canceled the thing more than two months ago and... Yeah, no, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, this game mode, it seems like it was part of this larger thing. Uh, and admittedly, like, the assets and stuff were part of that MO, but then this is... But you're just... Are you just guessing that at this point? What, guessing that it was part of that? Yeah. No, they've said that. Oh, okay. They've said, like, the assets and stuff that they're <clears throat> using in this were, were part of that larger thing. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. Again, it's it's like it's another Blizzard game I probably not gonna play. <laughs> like the I played StarCraft and I played StarCraft two like the first episode of StarCraft two or whatever that mm-hmm. they're doing. I haven't even played the Zerg thing. We have to buy another for it or yeah you gotta buy another like you gotta buy like a 40 dollar uh, at this point i don't know how much it is but yeah it's, i just and i i don't like starcraft i don't like you know rts's enough to spend like what would probably sum up to be like 150 dollars or whatever to get all of the starcraft stories just for the single player part that i want to do yeah i will say the single player stuff was fun in starcraft too there was some interesting additions and things but yeah it's i don't have a lot of i don't know there's other games i could play yeah <laughs> surely there's other batman games out there somewhere. oh man the new batman game <laughs> when does that come out like June or something. Not June enough. Oh, God. <laughs> I groaned at that, but I was thinking the same thing, and I just wasn't saying it. <laughs> I, I think I might have just channeled that from you. Hmm. <laughs> so I had a whole bunch of those, uh, like, like, white tank top undershirts left over from... Having to buy them in bulk for my costume because you you can't just get one. They only come in like packages of like thirty two at this point. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you shop at Walmart, and and so like 
there were packages that said like this is a pack of five plus three extra so it's a pack of eight i don't want eight does that have a whisper written on it <laughs> yeah it does like, psst, psst. Hey. hey there's eight more <laughs> it's 50 percent more shirt in this yeah i don't want i don't need that many and i want zero but I figured I have, and I, so I bought the wrong size the first time I bought like the mediums. So I wear a medium shirt. So I buy a medium undershirt and then that turns, that ends up being like really super tight. And I'm yeah, like, cause it's an undershirt. Yeah. And so I'm like, ugh, I don't want to walk around the office like this. And <laughs> my nipples will show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, certainly. And so I got the large one and then, yeah, they were still showing and, but the blood and stuff like that did help. <laughs> but um but you you still ended up like putting a little a little masking tape to hide the nippage whenever you had to go there. No, I just dealt with it. <laughs> um you get a bro to the bra for him to hide your nipples. So, yeah, so it turns out like I I don't like the so I like I prefer the t-shirt undershirts and so I wear those and they're like long sleeve shirts and sweaters and stuff. But I don't like that the that the sleeves a bunch on me underneath whatever I put a, a long sleeve shirt. So I'm wearing I'm wearing one of the undershirts. It's terribly uncomfortable. It's like super like itchy, and then like the sweater I have is also itchy, and now there's nothing there's no barrier between my skin and the itchy sweater. And also well, there is, but it's another itchy undershirt, yeah. I guess. But then like all of my arm and some of my neck and stuff is still exposed. Plus it's like super thick just in little like ribbons around the seams and stuff. So this is much worse. This is way worse than like a t-shirt undershirt. I don't know why these things exist. I don't know who, I don't know what the market is for them. Uh, old people, I guess like there was, I don't, I don't know. Uh, there's like classically like some, some movie where a guy, uh, what was that movie? It was like one of those old, like, you know, 50s movies uh-huh. where it was like a guy and a girl, like, traveling on the road together for some reason. And they, uh, you know, there's like a, there's like the scene where they're getting ready for bed and they're undressing and he wasn't wearing an undershirt. And like, there was some story that, like, because this character wasn't wearing an undershirt in this movie, uh, the sale of undershirts dropped dramatically after that movie came out. Mm. Uh, it's some fact that I should probably like check it on Snopes and see if it's real or not. But they said it on AMC, so it must be true. Yeah, it's probably true. Just like the <laughs> like after ET, the sale of Reese's Pieces went like just skyrocketed. Well, that almost certainly was true. Also, the purchase of guns that were turned into walkie-talkies in, like, 20 years <laughs> also went up a lot. <laughs> you know, Spielberg said he regrets doing that. Well, that's a lot. That's good for him because yeah. that's something that George Lucas will never, like, be like, He'll never sorry, 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 I fucked up your old movies. <laughs> Even though I think they are finally releasing, uh, like, like unedited like versions of theatrical releases of the original trilogy. Yeah, I think they are actually released. Well, they've released several versions of those, but I think they're finally releasing those for Blu-ray. 
which they've never done before and said they never right. would, but are doing it because well, money. like Lucas said he never would, but then Lucas sold Lucasfilm, now it's Disney owned, so well, now they're letting they're they're letting them the 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 original series out of the Disney vault. <laughs> right. Well, of course, Disney is going to do it. Right. I mean, if there's a way to make money off of something, Disney's going to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know what my point was. With what? The walkie-talkie guns? Yes, I guess. We were talking about the shirts and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, undershirt's terrible. Uh, that's my that's my point. Just these, though. The regular I, shirts, shirts. I don't like any undershirts. But again, I don't even wear sweaters because sweater, I don't own a sweater. What do you wear under, like, a dress shirt? I don't wear dress shirts. I got a job making video games, so I never have to wear that shit. But, I mean, to, like, fancy things. I don't go to fancy things? <laughs> <laughs> if something's so fancy that it has a dress code, I don't want to be involved with that. That sounds... What am I, a snob? I don't know. Sometimes I just... Sometimes I like dressing up fancy. I don't know. <laughs> well, fine. Go dress up all fancy. Get you a dress and some lipstick. I mean an undershirt and lipstick. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. I hate undershirts. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much wear t-shirts year-round. Yeah, but you're also like a weird, like, heat monster. Not, not cold person? Yeah. Heat monster? <laughs> yes. Some sort of fire <laughs> elemental golem. Wouldn't that make me very, like, cold, uh, you know, vulnerable if I was, like, some kind of fire golem? Are you sure you not, don't mean, like, some kind of abominable snowman kind of yeti monster? Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're closer to a Sasquatch. <laughs> yeti. Okay. They're the same thing. They're not the same thing. Fine. All right, Sasquatches are the hillbillies of, <laughs> of, of, the, yeah, of the Yeti species. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Sasquatches like, live in the Pacific Northwest, and I think they hibernate or something. We'll just say that. I don't know. I don't know. If the documentary Harry and the Hendersons has taught me anything, I think, it's, I think they're just good at blending in. <laughs> right. Especially among all those just hairy hippies up there. Right, but... That's why they would have to hibernate because if it snows up there, they're not. They don't have the white fur, so they would have been hunted to extinction by this point. You don't think they have some kind of winter coat, like most animals do? I don't know of any animal that changes color with the seasons. Some rabbits do. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They're like more of a brownish gray uh, during the, some seasons, and then like they shed that to a. A whiter coat in the winter. Hmm. Anything that's like closer to like primates, though, I, which I guess Sasquatch or <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'd have to talk to a cryptozoologist to find out like what genus they're most related to. But I assume, yeah, they're, more, I assume they're more closely related to like primates or simians. Yeah, that's what you think, and then you find out they're actually closely closer related to like ducks or something because of how. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yes, the Sasquatch shares most of its chromosomes with that of the rabbit, and so it does change color. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And unicorns are not horses. They are just hairy narwhals that walk on the land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> narwhals are mammals. Horses are mammals. Mm-hmm. Unicorns are narwhals. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Land narwhals. I insist that unicorns are cold-blooded creatures. Like some kind of lizard? Yes. And that the the horn is some sort of a heat regulator. Dragons are actually warm-blooded, and that's how they can produce fire from their bellies. Heat regulator. Mm-hmm. But they'd be like a sun antenna or something. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. So they don't have to like sunbathe like uh, like lizards do. No, they don't have to like like sprawl out on a flat rock. No, they've just got that. They that, just have like a. Focus they've got that rod. like weird lightning rod thing, which just gathers heat for them. Uh-huh. A lightning or, lightning rod. Yeah, or if it's too hot, then it kind of like their heat just kind of escapes from the horn. And that's when you get that that like that glint, like in Legend or whatever. Uh huh. <laughs> Legend, <laughs> the documentary on unicorns. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And goblins and demons yeah. to some extent. Whatever the dark, whatever Tim Curry's darkness was in that movie, I don't know. Yeah, they never specifically said it was a demon or that he was the devil or anything. I suppose. Yeah, never really. They just visually implied it heavily <laughs> with his giant devil horns and cloven hooves. Uh huh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, his freaking like long horn. Bull horned things coming out of his head. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> this is pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a. I, I miss that kind of like prosthetic, you know, work on real, really any kind of like practical effects. I miss that. It's you're all not, CG now. You're not a, not a fan of the all CG stuff? I think it's I think it can be well done, but I think there's there's just a level of I think it both adds to the realism of the effect and the performance to have to deal with actual things. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Like while it was a terrible strain on Tim Curry's neck to hold those horns up the whole time, like I don't think you would I don't think your performance, your like physical performance would be the same without it, you know? I don't, I don't know. I'm not an actor. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like Andy Serkis gets along just fine without being like a skinny little, you know, monster. And have you seen him? (laughs) Fair enough. But just saying, uh, I don't know. I didn't mean it, Andy Serkis. <laughs> you can still listen to this podcast. Yes, I'm sure Andy Serkis was very hurt by your. <laughs> but, but I don't. It does. It does make like much less exciting like making of bits whenever you're watching and there's like two people in like kind of bad looking costumes and then the one guy who's just wearing the white suit with balls taped to his face. <laughs> But like motion capture balls, like that's. <laughs> I I assume everyone knew what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were, we, were ta- we were talking about the newest spoof movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, 
there are definitely sometimes you're like where I think the CG kind of stuff gets a little overdone or you wish there were some parts that looked a little bit more like that they were actually existing in the world at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it's kind of painful to see some of the like making of like Iron Man 2 or something and it's uh Robert Downey Jr. wearing a mocap suit on a green screen set and like this is the whole scene is nothing's real except for his face mm-hmm. and like part part of the Iron Man suit that is like affixed to his head so that you remember he's actually Iron Man right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. While like knowing people who do visual effects and like that's still kind of mind blowing to know that they can like pull that off. They can just like make a whole environment and stuff out of pieces of things. But it's still kind of like, I just, I just miss practical things. Yeah. But it's also very hard to cosplay a costume that's like entirely CG sometimes because they can defy physics and Mm -hmm. other sorts of things. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the big concern is the cosplay community. (laughs) It really is. I mean, <laughs> it's just unreasonably difficult to to play. Uh, you know, oh, what's 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 his name again? Davy Jones from uh, not Jones. not the monkey, but what the monkey? Oh, was that the was that his name? Yeah. Ah, oh, geez, I was trying to think of that the other day, but all <laughs> I could think of was you know the monkey, the British one. <laughs> Yeah, Davy. Yeah, not 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 that British Davy Jones. The uh, the Bill Nighy Davy Jones. Yeah, Squidface. Yeah, like some kind of Cthulhu monster, sort of, with the big crab claw and stuff. Like it's just really hard to like practically make that into a costume. Yeah. Right. Didn't you have a peg leg too? Uh, no. It was again like a scary crab foot leg. Crab foot leg? Yeah, it was like a lobster. It was more like a shellfish kind of foot. Well, foot. you know what I mean. He was he had a, one that had a foot and one that didn't have a foot. Yeah, you would have to like literally chop your foot off. Yeah. And then like construct some sort of fiberglass crab claw and affix that to your nub to to accurately pull that off in cosplay. Yeah. So So it's kinda of difficult. If you're, like, an amputee and you don't go to Halloween as, like, a pirate or something, you don't just, like, play that up, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, I don't know. I saw, like, my favorite amputee costume, which I guess is a thing. That's a category. Yeah, was uh, a, a guy who only had one leg and wore, like, a black silk stocking and then had a dress that looked like the lampshade, and he was the lamp from A Christmas Story. Nice. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I don't even like that movie, but that's a good costume. Yeah. And, oh, it was so weird. <clears throat> On the, the, the uh, um, we were, DVD or whatever that we, we were watching the, the Batman movie on, there was an advertisement for... A Christmas Story 2. That's a thing. I've, I just heard about that recently. I have no uh, idea what it is. It's uh, t- 
terrible idea is what it is. It's like so, I don't, I don't know. It's just, let's wait a ridiculously long time to make a sequel that doesn't need to be made. Right. Because A Christmas Story, like that <laughs> one, it was, you know, a guy, a dude remembering that one Christmas where he got the Red Rider BB gun or whatever. Right. And and that's it, you know. It it's like pretty pretty much wraps up as that story of his mm-hmm. wraps up. Like where do you even start on a sequel? Well, it's to that? and so the the preview that I saw it was just uh, it's awful. It was, uh, I don't think it's any of the actors from the previous movie. How would you have any of them? Well, first of all, it's like way many years later. Maybe maybe the kid from the thing is the actor in this movie, but I don't even think it is. I think it's just somebody that looks like him. But he's like either a teenager or a near adult. And uh, the dad is played by one of the wet bandits from... <laughs> from not Joe Pesci. Yeah, he was played, it's played, played by, by not Joe Pesci. Yeah, uh, and because if you say if you say one of the Red Bandits, it's it's the other guy. It's the not Joe Pesci guy, right? That's... Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's whoever that is. <laughs> he was in that in a movie like called Bushwhacked or something. Right. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and he was in. Was he the dad? Like, was he Juno's dad in Whippet? I don't know. That's like, that's like two levels. That's like, like two separated. layers of indie movie that Ellen Page was in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of hard. I I don't remember. I I uh, wasn't even aware she had parents in either movie. Of course, she had parents in Juno, where her dad was J. Jonah Jameson. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Or Juno. That was one of those movies where it's like, that that girl was way... I feel like that girl was way too smart to to have an unwanted pregnancy like that. Seems like, how are you so smart and then an idiot for that one thing? And maybe it's just like the book smarts versus like any damn common sense because you're a freaking teenager. Yeah. I think there's a different... Well, I mean, part of the problem is you... I think the writer was just like, I want to write, like, clever dialogue, but I want to also write just a really dumb story. <laughs> I guess I guess that's the way to look at that movie. It was a clever, it was cleverly written dumb story. That's what you want to call it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, most independent films are dumb stories. <laughs> because they, they take a... Because they want to do something that's like not like a typical, like uh, archetype, like a story archetype or something. But what they end up doing is just taking like, like a just a super dull like slice of life or something, and it's just like nothing actually happens. You just like went through somebody's day. But this is why we don't just tell people like we don't just tell stories of somebody's day because it's not very interesting. (laughs) It's it's not really about something like. The, the the conflicts are all more about people just coming to terms with themselves. That's that's the sometimes sometimes the conflict is nah 
you know it, it's really it's really not about things happening this is a story like, i i could probably just like make up like 10 different indie film plots but here's like first example is uh somebody dies and one son who is estranged from the rest of the family comes back and people talk and get together the guy the estranged family member meets a girl from his past and maybe they fall in love maybe they don't it doesn't really matter because by the end of the film they don't really resolve that storyline anyway yeah yeah i mean that sounds pretty close to anything um five oscar nominations right there <laughs> You know, they don't actually get nominated at the Oscars. It, it just win, it like wins something at well, Cannes. Well, fine, fine. Ten, ten Sun Film Festival Awards. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds like an independent film to me. Yeah. What were we talking about? I'm, see, I'm looking up a Christmas story. Oh, yes. Terrible movie sequels. Um... Are you, trying to, like, the, well, are you trying to find out if the actor from A Christmas Story 2 is the actor from the first one? Because I really don't think it is, because... Okay, so, yes, that's what I'm doing. I'm, like, reverse looking up. If if that was the case, then the child actor would have to have been a robot or something. Or the movie was made when I was, like, 15, and I just didn't realize it. But I'm pretty sure the movie is older than that. You're talking about the guy who played Ralphie, right? The kid? Yeah, the little blonde kid. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was in Iron Man and Elf. Was, was he a kid in Iron Man? He was in Alf? Elf. Oh, Elf. Yeah. No, I would have been more excited for Alf. Well, yeah, obviously. When is that going to be a movie? When are they remaking Alf? Waiting for that reboot. I don't know. Like the return of Gordon Shumway? Like mm-hmm. that, that, yeah. That would be good. I don't feel like we have like a sitcom. Uh, well, a sitcom what? That's as wacky and outrageous as any eighty sitcom. Yeah, I miss eighty sitcoms. <laughs> like, like they were so bonkers. Like anything goes. Like these days, it's pretty. It's pretty much just like it's like two people, two guys living together and their wacky adventures. A family with a crazy mom. A family with a crazy grandma, two girls living together and their reaction, three roommates that are nerds. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got the fat guy hot wife. Right. Well, yeah, that's like the typical thing. Yeah. Yes. I know. But I mean, about. that's been the thing since the Honeymooners. So that's like the original sitcom. Right. We don't, yeah. we don't have like Out of This World, which is a sitcom about a teenage girl that can freeze things. She's a half alien, half human, and she can freeze time by putting her fingers together, but it actually freezes time. It's not like the Save by the Bell timeout. It's like, boom, freeze time. I'm putting my fingers together. But you can't see it. And then she can, like, touch people to bring them out of that and then, like, get them to help them solve the situation. Right. Whatever whatever crazy problem her, yeah. her misfired power that she started at the beginning of the show caused. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, the, the episode I saw recently was recently because i went on youtube and watched it was uh she is babysitting because she needs a part-time job as a as a teenager so she decides to babysit for her family 
And uh, don't ask me why an alien that can freeze time needs a part time job, but go on. And so she uh, so she's babysitting and it's like a it's like an infant and the thunderstorm happens and lightning strikes and she somehow transfers her telepathic powers to the baby and the baby can now telepathically communicate with everyone and speaks through his brain just like a 40 year old man (laughs) with a 40 year old man voice yes there's voiceover and it's like an old man voice nice and so oh i could be telling that wrong it might be an old person doing a young like a baby voice i don't remember exactly (laughs) but uh yeah and so so then she has to get her crazy uncle, which I don't remember this uncle before. But anyway, she gets the crazy uncle who knows she has, like, special powers. And they have to figure out how to get this baby to not talk anymore. Which it's like, why would you do that? That seems like such a win to have this telepathic baby that can, like, <laughs> tell you, like, my diaper's wet. Or I'm actually hungry right now, instead of just crying. Right. You know? It's like, she she solved the problem... <laughs> at the beginning of the show, and then she's trying to fix that. But it's, like, very bewitched, which, again, 60s, they still had crazy shows, right? It's very right. bewitched where, like, she doesn't want people to know her powers because they'll burn her. Right, right. Or I Dream of Genie, where Major Nelson is some kind of Fruit Loop and is like... No, I... Genie, don't... Please don't use your powers to make me a millionaire, and then we can just make out on a pile of money the rest of our lives. No, Genie, I know you love me, and, <laughs> like... Yeah, you can solve all of my problems and I don't have to be in the military anymore. And then we could just go back to that island I found you on and live forever because you have magic powers. Or we could just get sucked into your lamp where you have a nice big sofa or whatever and just live there. Well, he he was an astronaut, first of all. He wasn't just in the military. He was Major Nelson, but was an astronaut. Yes, well, of so course. That's I mean, that's a, how he... That's still a cool... That, that's still, like, a pretty cool job, especially in the 60s. Like, and don't ask me, like, again, like, for a while he wasn't trying to be her girlfriend, and then, like, later seasons they just finally, like, fine, I'm your girlfriend. But well, yeah, and then they had that, in the like, 60s, like, seriously, is having a problem dating? Give me a break. That's, like, being ten rock stars at the same time. He's in the 60s, and he has a uniform. Like, and it's like, well, okay, so maybe you've got the, like, post-Vietnam thing. Was it before that, or? I don't know. But whatever the case is, you're an astronaut in the 60s. Yes, you're, you're, you should have no problems. And it's not like he was like an ugly person either, like, you know. Well, it's because he was an astronaut in the 60s. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh. Yeah. But still, and then he got what's her genie? I don't know. That show doesn't make any sense. Some, some astronauts to... in the sixties have all the luck. They get the <laughs> magic genies. They get everything. <laughs> what have I got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I dream of genie and bewitched. Basically, the same show, and the same like just irritating thing. But but yeah, other shows like Small Wonder. Yeah, my sister's an android. My yeah, my little sister is a is an android. She can pick up the couch with her pinky. <laughs> she might go berserk and kill us all, but let's just hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of great shows like that. Now, nineties had some crazy shows. 
that were kind of along those lines. There was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She was a witch. Yeah. She had a talking cat. It was kind of an asshole. Yeah. And and I would say, like, by the last couple of seasons of Family Matters, it was basically that, because Steve Urkel became this mad scientist that was, like, yeah. shrinking people and teleporting them to other dimensions. and Making clones of himself. Making cool juice. Right. That yes. would turn him into Stefan Urkel. He nutty professored himself. Yeah, just all of that. So. Yeah. 90s still definitely had some some of that craziness to it. Yeah. Yeah, and to some extent, like, yeah. I mean, Perfect Strangers wasn't as goofy. He was just, Balky Bartokamus was just goofy. Well, I think that was kind of, that was like the last, that was, I think that was like the kind of the last golden age of sitcoms where you had all of that, you know, very, very crazy, like, candle after sitcom stuff happening. Yeah, where you could have, like, a really <laughs> wacky premise. Yeah, after that, they did just kind of go downhill, and, like, somehow every, Everyone Loves Raymond, like, stayed on for, like, a thousand years, but... You know what I think it was? I blame Friends. You blame Friends? Yeah. Like, Friends destroyed the sitcom, or... Yes. Okay. Explain. Friends was probably the most successful sitcom of its time, right? Okay. And it's a really just boring idea <laughs> of just three dudes and three ladies and their friends. And they just do th- they just do things and a couple of them are like like ridiculous, like one two of them are idiots, right? And then two of them are like uptight, uptight, and then two of them are the popular ones, right? Well, I guess the fan favorites. Like I'm pretty sure everyone thinks Chandler and Rachel are the best of those people. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that's Jennifer Aniston and. Chandler. I don't know his real name. Ma- nope. It's not Matthew Perry? Yes. That's his name. Yes. Yes! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just sort of like a really just dull idea. So are you saying that destroyed the potential for wackiness? Yes. Because everyone's like, well, we have to be this down to Because then team. it's like, okay, follow the money. What's really popular right now? This really dumb thing. All right, let's 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 just make it really boring. Let's just make all sitcoms really boring right now. And then, and and that's why we can't have, like, really, like, the really crazy things then were left up to, like, Family Guy. Right. You know? So, like, you can't have a sitcom that's, like, partially about a toaster that got possessed by the ghost of a dog. Right, you can't have, like, My Mother the Car kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, okay, I take... So, there were, like, a couple of attempts at wacky 90s sitcoms, but they didn't do well at all. Like what? Like, there was this one on the WB where... Jeez, who was it? It was kind of like a bad Married with Children, mm-hmm. and then it had Bobcat Goldthwait voicing a puppet. In oh, basement. right, like the alive puppet. Yeah. Yes. I but don't... only the dad could talk to him. Yeah, that just seems like if, like, Calvin and Hobbes, like, Calvin got old and sad. 
and be- and became like Ted Bundy. Yeah. Not Wait. Ted Bundy, Al, Al Bundy. Bundy. <laughs> that's a much more that's a much more like horrifying That's definitely not a sitcom. That's like a that's like Dexter or something. Yeah, that's an HBO show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes where where Calvin turned into Ted Bundy. Yes. His tiger uh, tells, his tiger kills, tells him to murder people. Uh huh. Yeah. Take her to the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And then, no. and then he just slips into, like, like his, like, Spaceman Spiff or something persona. Uh-huh. And his, yeah. But that's his, that's the, that's the, <laughs> that whole scenario, like, happens, it plays out, and then it turns out he was just murdering people. Right. Because he was, like, just massively schizophrenic, and that was the whole yeah. reveal. <laughs> yeah. The okay, reveal let's is... just stop destroying my, like, beloved childhood. <laughs> Comics now. Yeah. Uh, we'll Look, I like Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> as much as anybody. <laughs> Got very, became a very dark, took it to a very dark place. But I think we could sell that show. <laughs> uh huh. Oi. No, I'm trying to think if there were other crazy, like, potential attempts at crazy sitcoms. There was another one with an alien baby or something. Um,. I don't remember it exactly. It had something to do with an alien baby. I don't know. Maybe we we need to get like the Sci-Fi Channel to to do some sitcoms. They always try to be like so serious with their stuff, or just terrible, because they're gonna do like Mega Shark. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the where they land on things. They either take themselves way too too seriously, or the complete opposite, where they're like, "This is a joke." I like jokes. now, there have been a lot of kind of like sci-fi-esque sort of shows, but again, they're definitely not sitcoms. Like, did you, there, did you ever see Haven? No. So that was one, I think that may have been a sci-fi channel one, but it was like, but they're all kind of like detective stuff, like, mm. or like Warehouse 13, which again was kind of silly, but wasn't a sitcom. <laughs> silly? Yes. <laughs> that was it's like they were in I I think it was called Warehouse 13, but it's like yeah, there was a show called Warehouse 13. Like Area 51 and all magic like all kinds of magic stuff is actually real and has crazy effects. And mm. Haven was kind of like that where all these people have like these weird powers and there's kind of it's kind of lighthearted but it's still more like a detective show plus stopping crazy powers. Like so was, is that like what Eureka was? Yeah. Yeah, Eureka is another one of those. But again, they're all kind of, or even like Supernatural, right? Yeah, but in the end, they're they're just kind of like a procedural kind of thing. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're still not, they're still more like a detective show or a something. They're definitely not like like a sitcom from like the, the expectation of a sitcom, where you know, I guess for me, like a sitcom requires that eighty percent of the footage of every show happens in about three places. Yeah, they've got like two to three sets. And then like, occasionally like that extra you know like special case set. Yeah. And then in the fourth season they go to Disney World. Right. And then the next season they go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what all of the TGIF shows did. Yeah, all of them went to Disney World at least once and most of them went to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 
Well, I guess Modern Family did that. Did they? Did they go to? Hawaii? They went to Hawaii. Did they come to? Well, are they an ABC channel though? No, they're on NBC or something. No, like they are on ABC. And they haven't gone to Disneyland yet? And they're in, set in Southern California? Yeah. What the heck? I don't know. This is crazy. Well, Maybe happen. they're saving it. They're saving it. They're saving it until they, like, re- redo, like, the some of the areas that they're rebuilding. And they're saving it until they re- have to recast Joe. <laughs> like the littlest baby. Uh-huh. Littlest baby, I don't know. The baby, the, the yeah, the current baby. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, it is the littlest baby because uh, what's her face? Lily was the old baby, but now she's like three to four or something. Mm-hmm. She can talk, but now they have a new baby. Okay, I don't even know why that new kid's in the show. It doesn't do anything. If the show was getting stale, they felt like they had to add a new character to keep it going. Yeah. It's their Trudy or whatever. <laughs> or their, uh, whatever, uh, the the guy they added to Growing Pains that was played by, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was weird because Kirk Cameron was, like, he should have gone off to college, but he was dumb. And then Ben who was the youngest kid, did go off to college. But then Kirk Cameron's character was still there because he was the star of the show. Yeah. So he just fonzed it and lived in the garage, or lived above the garage. Right, and then he added a Chachi. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> was the, was Chachi too. <laughs> it's kind of crazy also, like, just how many, like, how many sitcoms do some sort of Happy Days thing. Like, Happy Days did everything that a sitcom has historically done. Like, if you think of, like, anything that a sitcom... Except for possibly, I guess, the accident... Oops, I shrunk my family kind of stuff that, like... But I think between Family Matters... Outside of, like, the crazy... Like, outside of the, like, physically ridiculous stuff... Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, the plot-related, like, character swaps Yeah, like, let's add a new character, or let's, like, replace this character with the exact character or let's set the whole thing in a college now that oh yeah you know like happy days did and scrubs then did oh <clears throat> yeah and also saved by the bell did did it yeah they did saved by the bell went to college oh. and boy meets world boy meets world that's a <laughs> that's a weird show <laughs> Was it because it was, like, one of the main characters was the voice of Knight Rider? <laughs> Mr. Feeney? The... Yeah. yeah. No, that's not why it was weird. It's just, like, I think, for me, it was because I didn't even watch it that much. It would just kind of come on after school. But what threw me was just how drastically it changes gears between, like, young what's-his-face to, like, older what's-his-face. Like... As a, when he's a kid, especially the, the the Topanga character, right? So Topanga started off as this just like bonkers, like hippie girl. Like her parents were like nuts, right? And she had like this just like bizarro, like uh, just like weird, different, like foreign teachings kind of perspective on life and stuff. And so she would bring her like wackadoo 
like like thoughts and and feelings and things into the class. And then, you know, that left, like, I kept wanting to call him, like, Ben Savage. I don't know what his name is. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, is it Ben Savage? It might be. Fred Savage is the Wonder Years kid. Maybe it is Ben Savage. Anyway, that's this, that's the kid, and he's just like, what the heck is going on? And he's just, like, talking to his cool guy friend, and he's just like, Topanga's messed up. Like, why is she so, like, crazy? And then, is it Minkus? Is that the nerd kid? Like Minkus doesn't even know what to do with Topanga because she's just like such a freako. And then, like once they became teenagers, she became the love interest somehow. And and then Ben Savage's character is like all about like wanting to be with Topanga, and then she turns just into a normal person. Like she drops the whole like. Wearing like hemp dresses and stuff, and is like, yeah, I'm just normal. Yeah, I'm just, re- I'm, yeah, I'm just a regular person now. Well, I mean, after years and years of exposure to normal people, I assume that's what changed her. No, I, I don't. I, there was nothing that led me to believe that she didn't have exposure to normal people that got her to that point. I thought she was just a weirdo with weirdo parents. <laughs> But then they just kind of just wipe that away in a season or something. I missed. There's a missing link between like kid Topanga and like end of the show Topanga. Like there's no consistency with that character. Mm-hmm. That was to me. That's one of the saddest things to happen in that show. <laughs> was she went from this like bizarro character to like just a bland blah love interest character fair enough i don't really watch sitcoms anymore the closest thing is um like parks and rec or yeah i mean i the rest of development right i watched the office and uh but those aren't 30 rock and stuff like that like those aren't your standard canned laughter right they're definitely not of the traditional sitcom style Yeah, you, you're right. I think I did stop watching sitcoms right around Friends. And maybe it is because they got rid of the wacky stuff. I don't know. I don't know if sitcoms got ruined by Friends, like what you're saying, or if they just became something that I didn't like anymore. Yeah, there's a correlation. But I don't know if it's necessarily causation. Yeah. I don't have enough evidence. I have to perform some controlled studies. I don't know how you'd do that. I don't know. Just don't get me started on studies. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I've... <clears throat> just like the way you said that. No. Don't get me started on studies. Well, seriously. I, I don't know if it's just because I've gotten older or because, like, my Facebook friends have gotten older. Uh-huh. But, like... And I don't know if this is the same way for you, but were was your Facebook just flooded with like really who gives a shit political stuff like always, so much? only always, only always, yeah. But it really it depends on like I don't know why they pop up the most. Maybe they're just the most active. Yeah, but because yeah, it's you post always something politically, like... you post something politically polarizing, and everybody's going to get on there and like. 
go no, but I mean, just like the multitude of posts that these different people make, like it's just, ugh. I get it. You you <laughs> want more gun control? Got it. <clears throat> but right. or like, uh, but it was like people were like obsessively crazy, like right up to the the midterm elections, where it was like, I'm gonna post twenty different articles about why Republicans are crazy assholes in five seconds, and then I'm gonna post five hundred more. In the next three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, like, because I have like a large variety of friends, I get it from both ends. And so I'll get like one person who's like, here's all of my political things and why I hate Republicans. And then there's another friend who's like, here's all of my political things and why I hate Democrats. Right. And what's great is the article headlines are almost exactly the same you can just replace the word conservative with liberal or republican with democrat yeah it's like a mad lib it's like 10 reasons why why obamacare will make republicans cry and then there's another one that says 10 reasons why obamacare will make democrats cry yeah see that's not even a good mad lib (laughs) (laughs) yeah it wasn't. It wasn't farts anywhere in that. <laughs> the worst Mad Lib. Tin diapers. Why? Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like whenever the Ebola stuff was happening, it was like, like here's why you know here's what Democrats are here's why Democrats are wrong about this Ebola thing and like the exact opposite article for like Republicans. I'm just like, geez, guys. Like, do you even see each other's posts? <laughs> no. Because they sit, like, it's like, uh, I don't know. There's and, so many of those people just feel, they they only consume, like, the uh, opinions of the people that agree with them. Like, right. They, well, they, and the thing is, and they'll post all that shit, and then somebody will argue with them, and like, well, fuck you, I'm going to unfriend you or hide you, so... They're basically just, like, sending this into an echo chamber where the only people that they will allow to comment or talk to them about it are the people that agree with them. And, like, that's just... I think that's how things have gotten so political at this point anyway is that it's way easier for crazy extreme ideas to find each other at this point. And you don't have to be around people that have a different opinion than you anymore when you're interacting because... You can just go find whatever crazy group online that you want and just get a bunch of, like, bobbleheads that just are nodding yes with you along yeah. with whatever the fuck you say. Yeah, it's way too easy to uh, remove yourself from interacting with anybody who can challenge your way of thinking. Right. Yeah, it's just, yeah. That's... I feel like that's the opposite of, like, the intent of the internet. <laughs> like, it's to, like, spread information and, like, help people understand the, like, truth and share ideas. Mm-hmm. And what it, what it, what tends to happen is what you're saying, where people sequester themselves into, like, like-minded chat organizations where they just 
spew the same nonsense at each other all day so that that's the only thing that they, that they can believe because that's the only thing that they talk about. Right. That's kind of why I keep these people as friends. <laughs> like, I, I, I need to go like, I need to go dump some of my, some of my crazy liberal friends and pick up some crazy conservative friends. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Just so to that... balance it out. <clears throat> like, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like any of them's going to convince you one way or the other. But at least you'll be educated on, like, what all these batshit insane people are saying. It would be nice to know, like, honestly, it would be good to get some of those things just to know, like, what crazy things everybody thinks the other people are actually believing and thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, yeah, it's when you see, like, so many, like, because I'll see, like, I'll see those primary sides, right? And then I'll also see just, like, like here's the three or four people who are, like, trying to take some kind of, like, like uh, uh, new middle ground approach. And it's just, like, all these different ideas kind of, like, filtered down into my news feed. But it's all just, I don't know. It's Sometimes it's hard to fil- filter the, the noise, but it's, it is kind of, like, eye-opening to see, like, kind of where everybody lands on different things. Yeah. The one thing that I have seen, like, pretty much everybody agree on, and maybe it's because it's happening on the internet, is the net neutrality thing. Yeah. Most people think net neutrality is great. Right. Unless you get money from... From ISPs. Right. So... So, yeah, it wasn't surprising to me to see, like a tweet from Mark Cuban talking about how net neutrality is the devil because it's like, I bet you get a lot of money from like time Warner or something. Right. And the same thing with like the politicians whose, you know, campaigns were funded by, by Comcast or Verizon or something are the ones that speak are are surprisingly the, the few who speak out against net neutrality. Yeah. And it's interesting to see the argument the argument against net neutrality is very shallow. It's uh, it tends to be, you know, net neutrality is uh, is going to put a stranglehold on corporations, and government regulation of the the internet is is going to stifle any kind of innovation or. Uh, It's like it's going to stifle innovation and some other things, but it's like there's never any kind of factual information, right? It's just, just it's, kind of it's, it's just this, is fear, this fearful assumption that it's yeah, going to get be bad because of that. It's just it's just like baseless rhetoric of like here's here's all the bad stuff that not letting corporations do what they're doing right now is going to do. And it, it's it, what it's going to do is it's going to stop us from being able to be competitive or f- from being, you know, able to change or improve how we deliver a service or something. And it's like, that's not... I, we're just re, We're just wanting 
people to reclassify the kind of service that you provide. Yeah. Well, so uh, and here's just like a crazy, and I, I don't really understand any of that stuff because, and I'm just going to like throw you like a quiz and you tell me like, honestly, what, how you feel about these, but of the like services and utilities or whatever that you have for your house, which ones do you think are the most frustrating to get set up or deal with versus the least frustrating as far as the quality and like service that you provide. And I will just throw out internet service and internet and, and cable, right. As one, right. Electricity, water, trash in order, which one is the most like read, like the most consistent in quality and, and expectation of which is the most frustrating. I guess water is the most consistent. And I don't even know what is involved in setting that up. Like every time I move to an apartment or I've never bought my own house. So it just kind of happens to be on and I pay somebody. Right. But internet's like always the most frustrating. And then electricity's like in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Because you have a lot of options as far as like who you want to pick from. So you can pick like a bunch of different plans. But once you're like, hey, I'm signing up with you, then it's like, okay, it's on now. Right. And the thing is, water is like a municipality and that is the most government regulated and owned. Electricity is in the middle because it's, you know, government kind of has a lot of government regulation and it's a utility. And then, and, and then internet service is the one that's just totally crazy and out there. And, yeah. and internet service is the most annoying. It's the one that everybody complains about. Nobody complains about, oh, my water service sucks or my trash pickup service sucks. Yeah. Every, people, a lot of people will complain about their electric bill. But again, that's very privatized. Right. And people will go ape shit over their internet because it sucks and it goes out all the time. Yeah. If like if your electricity went out as often as some people's like if it was as flaky as as your internet connection. I mean, what would you like? There, it would be it would be rioting or something like right because same thing, same it's necessity. Like, right, and the same thing with like the water. Like if yeah. I go into the shower and like, well, I hope it runs today, and I. I hope today it doesn't spit out like red death algae. You know, no, it's just you always expect it to be like clean and come out of the faucet when you turn it on. Right. And it's not even like you have that many options for like what Internet service you, you go to because it depends on what region you in because of all the just wacky government stuff that's already in place that says like, you know, Comcast and Time Warner don't have to be competitors. Right. You know, they offer the same service, but they're not actually in competition, which is why their prices are exactly the same and why they're like, whenever those two companies switch, which regions they are taking over, then your account just switches to the new provider because it's not really a new provider. It's just a different name, you know, and your money yeah yeah 
it's not right now. There is not really between there's competition between AT&T in most places and Comcast, Time Warner, Cox, that triad of cable companies. And then, and then like that's in the majority of places. And then if you're lucky, you'll get to, you know, another option like Verizon. If they've expanded to your location, which it seems like they've stopped. Yes. Uh, I think they've stopped moving into other locations because it, is costly to like actually expand infrastructure. Yeah. And so you have maybe three options, but usually two, unless you go for like satellite. Uh, yeah. Which is just that's atrocious. Just, that's the worst. That's like, yeah, that's unbearable. That's like not a usable option if using the internet is actually necessary for doing work or something. Right. Yeah, like there's no way I could telecommute with, with that. Like, that's even more flaky than regular internet is. Yeah, yeah, and it's, but again, to that's <laughs> that's just my observation is the the more government regulated a ser a, a utility or services, it seems like the more consistently it works. Right. right yeah, and the people who are in. <laughs> favor or who are against net neutrality have their I don't know for some reason they trust corporations to do anything right for the consumer and it's yeah. like what leads you to believe that that well, is ever the case no and it's it's not that it's more it's more like this faith in the magic of capitalism that if somebody is evil that people will stop using them and go to this better option except that that better option just fundamentally doesn't exist because of the unregulated capitalism that we've allowed right, to get like out of hand. This mega telecom up here has run as, as like gotten rid of everybody who could compete with them. Yeah. Which is why you don't have the option to not use them because they're just... Yeah, yeah, if if there was a better like, service provider, we would have all switched to them. Right, like, but when you don't allow them to get into the market, then that option, that theory, is out the window. Right, and it's either through like just corporate muscling, or like using the government to forcibly like not let them move into your area. That 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 kind of stuff happens, which has happened with Google Fiber, like in some areas, like. Company like Google has tried to come into like some uh, I don't know municipalities or whatever mm -hmm. and and lay down like their own in, like they're willing to put the effort into lay down their own infrastructure and provide a new better faster internet service, but because of the local government regulations or rules or whatever that you know. Uh, these like Comcast and those companies are able to push on, they aren't allowed to build. Yeah. And it's like when you can use the government to stop competition, that's a problem. Like that's when you need the, you know, the big boys up in federal government to say like, no, this is how this service works now. Right. Because you guys don't get it. You don't understand the internet. 
Well, clearly a lot of people there don't understand the internet either. Yeah. <sighs> well, get that ran out of our system. Yeah. Also, if you're my friend and you're listening to this, stop posting political stuff. I don't care anymore. I think we have like eight people who listen to this. Yeah, that's... I started running the Google Analytics on the website. <laughs> and uh, I got like eight hits for the last episode. More than what I thought. I really thought it was like three. So I don't so know who like, those other five people are. It's like 225% of what your expectation was. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you, eight people. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think that'll do it for this episode. I've got, I think I've got a lot of editing to do. Yes. Um, There's a lot of sneeze, like sneezing, and you were burping constantly because of that pizza. I assume. I don't remember burping that much, oh. but I do remember the sneezing. But I'll also have to trim down some other stuff. Yes. Keep the sitcom rant. Maybe get rid of some of the other ones. Yeah. Right.